0: What's up? Welcome back to the Outkick Bets podcast. You know who I am, and you know what I'm here to do. I brought in my hoops handicap and homie David Troy to help me or to assist on a little Menage a Trois here on the NBA playoffs. I feel I'm feeling. I'm feeling <laughs> I, hopefully, I said that right. My French isn't too good. Um yeah. And I'm this is a Jeff Clark flu game. I'm kind of under the weather here, but. I'm I'm super excited for the NBA playoffs. Everyone probably who's listening is like rolling their eyes. Like, dude, you're always super excited for NBA action. You always get smacked around. But it's going to be different. It's going to be different. Come hell or high water, David, we're going to win some effing money this postseason.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Hey, as of now, we're up money in the playoffs. That's all that matters. Absolutely. Just keep moving forward.
0: Yeah, survive in advance like they do in the, uh, in the bracket in the NCAA tournament.
1: That's right.
0: Right. Um, I uh, yeah yeah. Like I'm excited for the playoffs. I'm excited for these matchups. I'm more of a matchup guy. So I that's typically why I do better in the playoffs than the regular season. Last year it was the opposite. This year it needs to get back to the regular routine because my my regular season was terrible. Um, you're pretty good with the matchups. You're more of a situational guy, but situational uh situational factors obviously are a big uh big help or the big like reason why you would pick a certain side in a game so um are you laying money on a lot of futures or are you saving more your bankroll for for game by game stuff
1: uh so i i mean i split it a little bit i do like futures and i like some of the proppy stuff that you can get um you know, for example, last year, like I, I think I mentioned this on the last podcast, but I took uh, the Warriors to win and win four to two or something for the exact score. That was a nice hit. Um, I had, and I, you know, I, I told the clients too, I was like, you can hedge out of this in certain ways. I was given advice that way. Um, but you know, I, I do spend a lot on the the actual daily games too, and uh, I can remember two games that I had last season. The first one that I got really wrong was the uh, Suns and Mavs game seven. I expected the Suns to actually play, and they got their asses kicked right away.
0: Uh, yeah, you get the famous Luka meme. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And then the um, in the Warriors. I think it was the Warriors, Mavs. I had a I had a pretty big bet on the Warriors to come out and like take the first game or whatever, and uh, that one came through really easily. So um, yeah, you know, we'll still look for opportunities, still look for some free plays for people out on Twitter, and uh, of course do this throughout it. So it'll it'll be a fun fun playoffs. Um, it's always a good time.
0: I ran myself into trouble last year in the playoffs by betting too many series prices and got kind of locked into that mindset and like bet along those lines and game by game. Um, and I was losing up until the finals and then I just kind of ditched that, um, philosophy, bet single games was heavy on the warriors, but I did take the Celtics. I think I hit five out of the six NBA finals games and ended up scratching out a very, very slight profit really more or yeah. less just, I, it was a slight profit, but, um, I did most of my damage in the playoffs in the NBA finals. So this year I'm going to kind of I'm going to also abandon the series price philosophy and future philosophy. I bet the Clippers over several times a season. So outside of that, I'm pretty much done with futures. I'm just going to go game by game, but obviously I'll make my picks to win the series as we go through them. First, let's talk about the play-in games at tip off tomorrow, We're recording Thursday. The final two playoff uh, playing games for each conference are Friday, April fourteenth. The first one six, excuse me, seven o'clock Eastern Standard. Tip off between the Bulls plus five and a half at the Heat minus five and a half. Um, I'm looking at the Bulls here just because I like the way they're trending. I've lost so much money on the Miami Heat this year, expecting them to figure their their shit out and they haven't been able to. I cash on the Heat Hawks play in game by betting the under um, did not think it was going to get there after the first quarter. I don't have any specific play in mind on this one um, at the moment, but maybe you can talk me into something. Any, any side total player prop you're looking at here in, in Bulls heat.
1: Yeah. Right now I'm looking at the Bulls. Um, I haven't put in anything yet, but they're getting five and a half points. I understand it was an emotional win yesterday and now they have to travel to Miami from Toronto. They should be, In theory, the more tired team, they had to mount that huge comeback. But what I'm kind of banking on is that defense that came through in the second half is going to be there the full game against the Heat. The Heat already can't really score. They're just not a good offensive team. Jimmy Butler looked terrible in the first game, so maybe he comes out with added motivation and he looks great. He plays well. Zach Levine has been killing it since basically the All-Star break and the bulls have had the best defensive team since the all-star break i don't think they're going to make any noise in the playoffs they probably get swept by the bucks if they win this game but i i think aside from that first half where it looked like the bulls were just gonna pack it in and go home they you know they were good and obviously toronto shot really well for three you can't have that against the heat again but uh i like i like the bulls with the points that's the only way i'm looking right now um Still going to wait a little bit before I I get this one in there. Um, Probably won't put it out until tomorrow. But um, that's the way I'm drawing this one up.
0: Yeah, what you said about Jimmy Butler is kind of why I'm not eager to bet this matchup. I don't really think Jimmy Butler or Bam Adebayo could play any worse than they did the other night. The fact that they only lost by 11 and were in that game was because Kyle Lowry just went nuts. Can't count on that again. But I don't think – Jimmy Butler went 6 of 19. Bam Adebayo went 5 of 12. Hero did pretty good. But I I just think you get a better effort out of Butler and Adebayo, um, you know, for lack of a better way of putting a gun to my head, if I had to take any side in this, it would be the Bulls. And maybe I wake up tomorrow morning and write something for OutKick dot com that that gives out the bulls maybe I go the opposite way but as of right now I'm definitely looking at the bulls plus five and a half total feels too low um, even though these are two half court teams that um, both have better defenses than than offenses but Miami's defense has frankly sucked lately Um, and yeah just my final take on that is just feels too low. It's I mean, it's I know it's the playoffs and stuff and it's a must win game and those usually go under, but in today's NBA with the foul calling with all the three point shooting, it's tough for these games to not get at least over two ten. So that's what I'm thinking. I would,
1: yeah, I was gonna mention a couple other small things. Like you you kinda touched on it there about the total. I do think it's a little low. Um but you also mentioned Kyle Lowry and I don't know what the changes are, but uh, Spolster said he's going to be doing some lineup changes, so that's part of the reason I want to hold off on this because I'd like to see what those exactly are going to be. Um, I don't know if that means Lowry's going to start or they're changing it up or whatever the hell they're doing, but to your point as well, I don't think Lowry's going to be as effective in this game as he was in the last one. I mean, he was hitting like every three that he took, and – they the heat got it within like five points and they just couldn't couldn't get it any closer than that um
0: i actually do think the hawks played a hell of a game too
1: they did yeah they played very well i mean Mm -hmm. they moved the ball very well they were very effective um it was a pretty balanced attack on just about everybody their team i I hate using like the phrase like wanted it more because i mean it's not like any of these guys are willing to lose but they were definitely trying harder on the uh on the rebounding i mean it Looked like the Heat players were just standing there watching, as the Hawks would like soar in for rebounds, and it it didn't make a difference. Um One guy I would point out on the Bulls here, Patrick Williams's point total is eight and a half, and if he has anything close to the same game, and I think Patrick Williams is garbage, by the way, I don't I don't think he's a very good player at all. Oh, but if he has, huh? I wow. like
0: him? I think he's a good three and D guy. That's what I value him as, but.
1: No, (laughs) not for me, but, um, the amount of shots that he, he took yesterday, uh, kind of was alarming to me, uh, to a point where I'm almost like, if he's getting that many, eight and a half is, is too low, um, for, for him. He got 10 yesterday. He took 12 shots though. So.
0: Well, that's a product of game planning, and you think Nick Nurse is not as good of a defensive coach as Eric Spolster, but he's up there, and they're going to look at Patrick Williams like, of all the options, we want him to shoot.
1: Right. And so, I mean, again, you know, if this guy gets 10 shots, he should be able to get at least, I would think, 10 points at this point. And, um, I, I'd have to check and see what he did against, uh, <clears throat> against the Heat this season. Um, I'm
0: looking it up now. Um his three point shooting percentage is at forty one. He only shoots three point four a game, but I don't know that I, I think I bet him over three pointers one game successfully earlier this year. I kinda like his game. I'm surprised that you don't. Um yeah. ah, damn it. Basketball reference doesn't have oh no no. no. We're looking for, for games against uh Miami, against, sorry.
1: Yeah, so he's actually he's averaging like six seven points maybe against them. Uh, in the Ain't three games this year. Game. Shit shit for
0: <laughs> <some>.
1: <laughs> but he But uh, it's also possible that he was starting at that point, and, it, and he has been different off the bench. But to your point about the threes, over his past, uh, I guess you would call it eight games now because of uh, the plan, he's taken at least five attempts, and he's hit at least two of them in one, two, three, four, five, six of them. So six out of eight games, he's hit at least two threes um his over under is over one and a half so at plus 180 that's actually pretty decent value on patrick williams so my only thought again this isn't a a thing that i'm like willing to die on right now or even take it but would be to play patrick williams over one and a half threes and over eight and a half points
0: all right Go to com to get those official plays. <laughs>
1: yeah, there you go.
0: <laughs> get a little plug in for you while we're going about it. All right, well, let's go over to the Western Conference playing game for the eighth seed. Winner gets to play the Denver Nuggets. Um, Thunder are getting five and a half points against the Timberwolves. Timberwolves are the home team. Over unders, 228. Uh, the under is more expensive. Uh, I'm going to take the Oklahoma City Thunder. In this one. Plus the five points. The vibe can't be good. It's got to be a little weird there. With with Anthony. Uh, excuse me. Rudy Gobert. Anthony Edwards. I don't know if we want to give him a mulligan. Or just completely throw away that Lakers performance. He looks injured. You know. He had tape over his shoulder. And just played like shit. You know. You can expect a better effort out of him. Against. Or at home. But. But. I just like the way this Thunder team plays. I like their coach. I like their aggressiveness. They're able to get wide open threes because they attack the basket at will. I think there's a chance they'll be able to put a five-man lineup out there and play Rudy Gobert off the floor. Carl Anthony Towns played one of the best games I've seen him play in a while, and they still lost. I think there's a room for – regression out of his performance um he makes a lot of stupid fouls a lot of dumb turnovers he was passing his ass off the other night but I think that could kind of uh again regress and Oklahoma City Thunder do a great job forcing turnovers now Mike Conley is going to keep them pretty pretty steady while he's in the game but They also run a lot of offense for Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns, I think, is going to get the ball ripped from him, and Anthony Edwards looks skittish out there. So just the Thunder, you know, the bottom line is the Thunder cash tickets as road underdogs. The Timberwolves, I think, are 8-17 against the spread as home favorites, the minus 6.4 ATS margin. I'm going to take the points. I'm a little nervous about the public splits on it. You know, the Thunder becoming a road underdog, but maybe everyone just sees what I see. And the Thunder, the, 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 Timberwolves just they are they're sputtering down the stretch. Are you fading, following or agreeing with me? Well, I guess that's the same as following, but well, you <laughs> know, you're not, you're not, you're not going to follow yeah, me to make I, your I own choices.
1: You yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, I don't, think I'm going to take the Thunder. I was not on them yesterday. I thought the Pelicans were going to win, and I thought they were going to cover. Um, But I don't think I'm going to take them here either. I think there's only two kind of looks I like in it. Right now, it would be the Timberwolves again, minus two and a half at home in the first half. Um, It feels like they are the better team at least starting-wise. Like, they're coming out. I think if they're going to put in any effort after this overtime game like most amount of their energy will be to try and get that lead that they had in the first half again It's actually the worst possible thing for the timberwolves to do this year i think they showed a stat that they lost like 18 or 19 games now on this season when they're winning 10 or more or winning by 10 or more points which is just absurd um and they were up by 15 against lakers so they come out and they like build these leads and then they just give them up over time so Kinda of like the Laker or the excuse me. Um, the first half for Timberwolves minus two and a half. Uh but the other one is I you know, to your point about Carl Anthony Towns, he was great in the last game. And I think he's gonna be good again. Twenty three and a half points is his point total. I like the over. Uh it is juiced at one twenty five, but uh, I think that's a fair Price to pay for, for what should definitely happen. Everything has been running through him. Even with Gobert out there, I think nothing really changes offensively, at least. He should be able to get pretty much whatever he wants. And uh, I'm just not sure that there's really anybody that's going to stop him. And if Anthony Edwards is as injured as he is, then you, you probably look to take his under 27 and a half, too. Like, I don't know that he's going to come out and just magically be healed. So those would be the two player props I'd look at under points for Edwards and over for, um, cat.
0: Word. Well, yeah, my final thought on it is as, as you know, basketball is a game of possessions. Oklahoma mm-hmm. city should just crush them possessions. They're a top five teams far as keeping, um, offensive turnover rate and top Top five in defensive turnover rate, whereas the the Thunder or the the Timberwolves turn the ball over a lot. Again, that's gotten better since they got in Conley, and he was almost a difference maker in that Lakers Timberwolves game. He could be the difference maker in this game. I just feel like the Thunder are going to keep it close in this one, so we'll see. Yeah, the uh,
1: under is probably a good look too. I don't know how you feel about that, but probably I, I got nothing on tighter here. matchup.
0: I got nothing on it because I think both teams are going to pick up the pace. Like the the Timberwolves, their offense was great in the first half. Uh, Maybe they were shooting a little bit out of their ass. Carl Anthony Towns was playing phenomenally, but I think there's going to be a lot of pace. I think there's going to be a lot of possessions. I think both teams are going to, for lack of a, you know, the cheesy way I put it, are going to leave it all out there on the court. And if anything, I would play the over on this one, but I don't, you know. Uh, I I definitely I'm, – I'm definitely not going to make a bet on the total. Fair enough. All right. Let's get into the series previews, and we can talk about game ones as well if we uh, – if you or I have any feelings towards them. But we'll start in the well, – let me, let me look at my docket here. The Eastern Conference. Um, obviously, we don't know who's going to play the Bucks. I don't think either the Bulls or the Hawks stand much of a chance – um but I wouldn't lay the price with the bull the bucks, nor would I play them on a series spread with would...
1: Heat not Hawks.
0: He excuse me. Um, um they're either gonna the, the Bucks are either gonna play the, the Heat or the Bulls, whoever wins that play in game. Thank you. Sorry for, for the that mistake. Um I wouldn't play the Bucks at a at a heavy number. I wouldn't play their series price. I don't really like series spreads that much. Uh, I'll give out my liens for a couple of those, but I'm not gonna bet on any of them. Um, so I don't think there's any reason to talk about the 1-8 matchup, especially since we don't know what it is, right? So um, Boston versus the Atlanta Hawks. Right now, the Boston Celtics are going into the uh, first-round series. Celtics are minus 1,000. Hawks are plus 650. Do you th- have anything here as terms of the series spread, or you just want to give your pick to win the series?
1: Um, <clears throat> I mean, the pick is going to be the Celtics, but... Uh, One just quick mention, if the Timberwolves win, I will look pretty heavily at the series spreads against Denver. I think they play pretty well against uh, the Nuggets and match up fairly well. So depending on what the price is for like Timberwolves plus two and a half games, I'd be looking at that one. I do think they could steal two games from, from Denver. I, I don't have much faith in, in the Nuggets. And if Jokic is still hurt or they put him out one game because of Something I, I do think that the Timberwolves have a legitimate chance, and maybe I'm an idiot because the Timberwolves have been screwing me over this entire year, but they match up fairly well with Denver. So, just that quick mention. Um,
0: I think if Minnesota and OKC both played their best against Denver, that the Timberwolves have a better chance of getting upset. That's where I agree with you.
1: Yeah, and that that's why I'm saying it. It would have to be probably plus money at two, two two and a half games, in order for me to get involved in it. But I do think that that's a more legitimate chance. I think if the thunder get in there, it's going to be a four or five game series and that's it.
0: Yeah. It's simple as it sounds. They just have absolutely nothing for Jokic. No, just nothing.
1: Yeah. Um, so sorry about that. But, uh, as Uh far as the Celtics, uh, yeah, no, I mean the Celtics are going to win. I'm obviously not taking anything. I think they probably sweep them. I think they probably, if they don't, they win in five games. Um, if you wanted to bet on that, that it goes only five games, it's plus 185. I think that's actually a decent enough bet for a prop. Um, but aside from that, not not much in this, this one at all for me.
0: Yeah, even Celtics minus one and a half games is minus 380. Minus two and a half games is minus 165. Yeah, I really liked what I saw out of the Hawks the other night, and I think they can they could steal a game or two in the series. So I'm not that eager to lay either series price at those numbers. Um, game one though, which is Saturday, April fifteenth, totals at two thirty. I'm gonna go over that number. Um, and there are three regular season matchups. They went over two of those three. Celtics scored 126 per game. I think they're just gonna carve through Atlanta on offense. Um, but I think off, Atlanta's offense can kind of keep up with Boston's defense. I think the Boston's defense is a bit overrated. Um, I listen to the Bill Simmons podcast kind of unfortunately still. <laughs> I I get annoyed by him, but I, I love yeah. his basketball. I, I do like his basketball takes ultimately. And I do think the market listens to his basketball opinions. Um, he's yeah. obviously very informed, but – He's been kind of down on the Celtics defense and been talking about Marcus Smart being injured for a while now. I think I think DeJounte Murray and Trey Young together in and, and Begdanovich will have some success. Boston's pick and roll defense is actually subpar. They're below average. And Atlanta, they are mostly a pick and roll team. So um I think Boston's gonna score close to 120 in the first game, and I think the, the Hawks can get over 110. Um, uh, well, I have it at 230, so I would need to add a few more number, <laughs> points to that. But either way, um, it opened at 229.5. Most of the people are betting the under, at least according to pregame.com, and it's ticked up to 230. So I'm going to jump on the over 230. Probably we'll get on that shortly because it's only going to get higher, you would think. The public's going to start hitting it even harder, so. Um, 230 is going to be my look in game one and I'm going to pick the Celtics to win the series cool uh, the next series is the Boston or excuse me the Cleveland Cavaliers right the winner no the winner of the, the, the Philadelphia 76ers who are minus 900 as a three seed against the six seed Brooklyn Nets will play the winner of the Celtics and Hawks. Nets are getting plus 600. I don't think anyone's publicly given out the Nets not to win this series, not even to cover the series spread. I'm not going to do that either. I don't have a lot on this one, so it's going to be an easy one to breeze through. I think the Sixers win. um, You know, because of Doc Rivers, James Harden, and to a lesser extent, Joel Embiid weirdness, I think the Nets could steal one. In the series, they also have a lot of length and a lot of three-point shooting. Um, so I don't think it's going to be a sweep, but I can't make an argument for the Nets uh, outside of winning maybe one game.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm, uh, <clears throat> I'm with you with everything except you said except for because of Doc Rivers. I'd say maybe in spite of Doc Rivers being their coach, they're going to win these games. <laughs> I'm not a Doc Rivers guy, but
0: well, no. Well, I guess I was confused maybe what i i said it confusingly but my point was because of doc rivers and like you know james harden has his playoff chokes even he and beat a little bit like i think they're gonna give one game up that's what i'm saying
1: oh for sure oh yeah 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 sorry i just didn't understand
0: yeah no i probably Uh, just phrase it like an idiot the
1: the nets will either win game one or they will win game three i don't think they're gonna win anything else other than those one of those two but uh you know, I, I mean, it, this is more of a series where you just kind of pick your spots for which game it might be close. I think the first one it could be close. Like this is the one where the Nets kind of come out; they've had the most time to prepare. Y- you know, eight and a half points is is probably something I might take um, with the Nets against the 76ers in this first game. Now it's possible they come out and they you know they blow off blow out the Nets or whatever, but. Um that would be the only way I would look but other than that I don't really have much on this series or game that I've looked into yet with uh, at least the the game the series I've already sent stuff out
0: something I just thought of yeah why is this total 214
1: that feels low or 215 215 I'm sorry 215
0: yeah you know you're right open at 214 and a half up to 215 I believe
1: uh, both both teams are fairly good defensively. I mean, playoffs go the pace goes a little bit slower. I think they uh they have some thoughts that it'll be more of a half-court set and I, I don't know that the Nets are really equipped to be in a half-court offense. Uh they you know, they got shooters, but I'm not really convinced that Dinwiddie is the best point guard in the world to be like trying to get them open shots and everything. So I don't know. Maybe that's the reason. I Do think, think it's, it's too low. Too low? Yeah. yeah.
0: The average total in their four regular season meetings, most of which don't even matter because the Nets have a completely right. different team, um, was 221. Their meeting uh, April 9th, <laughs> a few days ago, was um, one or 219. 76ers scored 134 points. I don't See how the Nets could stop the Seventy Sixers. I don't.
1: Well, yeah, that that I kind of agree with you, on. I, and that's kind of the reason that I don't think the Nets have any shot in this series. But I don't know. I
0: I do I think a hard they time have the getting th-
1: involved with I, that total.
0: I do think they have the three point shooting to be like like pretty similar similar outcome where it's just like the the, the Sixers are going to score in the mid one twenties. And between Curry, Harris, Bridges, Cam Johnson, they'll find a way to get one hundred five, one hundred ten, something like that, right? That's yeah. kind of what I feel. It's like two fifteen. Like I almost think the Seventy Sixers will score one twenty five, and it's like, can the, can the, can the, can the Nets get to ninety five? Yeah, right. I mean, how much garbage time are we looking at in that game where you just got like backup players like overqualified backup players like patty mills and seth curry just chucking threes you know
1: yeah i mean i guess with any game you're always reliant on three-point shooting but that one you're you'd be really heavily relying on on the nets to make a lot of their threes so
0: yeah i I guess all right whatever f me f all my points you hate them it's cool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm just i just kidding. All right, next series. Cleveland Cavaliers, minus 185 to the four seed, playing the New York Knicks, plus 150. I haven't updated that in the last day or two. Maybe those numbers have moved, but that's the gist of the pricing here. I'm a Knicks fan, so I am biased. I think they perhaps win this series if, if Julius Randle can come back in game three. I think it goes six or seven. Um, I think Jalen Brunson, Emmanuel Quickly, Josh Hart, and Quentin Grimes actually are a better backcourt than what Cleveland Cavaliers have. I know everyone likes Donovan Mitchell. Frankly, I have a little egg on my face. I didn't think Donovan Mitchell was be as good as he was this year. He was pretty sensational, especially in the beginning part of the year. But oh. Jalen Brunson's gonna give those fools buckets back. Like and he's gonna keep them in these games. And I don't think the Cleveland Cavaliers can actually rely on Jared Allen or Evan Mobley's offense. They're a pretty shallow team. And if we're being real, the New York Knicks actually have more playoff experience, both from a coaching and playing perspective. I mean, Donovan Mitchell has been to the playoffs a few times, right? But how what, can we speak yeah, to can we speak to his success, right? Like, has he been to a Western Conference Finals? Jalen Brunson was a very big reason for the the Mavericks being in the Western Conference Finals last year. Not the biggest reason, but in the first round series against the Jazz he was, he just cooked Donovan Mitchell. And you say, well, if Donovan Mitchell was checked out on Utah, okay, fine, whatever. But I don't know. Like, if you're on national TV getting lit up by one guy, eventually your prize sets and You want to stop them, and he couldn't. Um So, I don't, I don't, I don't like this price for the Cavs. If anything, I would bet the, I would bet the series spread on the on the on the Knicks, which is minus one thirty at plus one a plus one and a half games. Um, but going back to my first point at the top of the podcast, I'm not paying tax for a future in the playoffs. I'm not going to do that. The the, the not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna completely rule that out, but like the example of a time where I paid a tax on a future was I bet the Warriors to win the NBA Finals at minus 150 in the second round like three years ago when they had Kevin Durant and it was like the lowest the number got to It was like okay I'll take it yeah. you know what I mean yeah. like <laughs> there's no chance anyone beats him. and it was it was the year he didn't get injured the, he won the title so or the the Warriors won the title so. I'm teeing it off to you. A little late after my just mumbo jumbo, but what do you got in the series? If anything,
1: I think this is the best series that we'll see all all of the first round in both sides. Um, I think it's probably the closest, evenly matched. But I mean, at, I, I have to imagine what the prices would be with Randall healthy, and I'm guessing Cleveland would still be a favorite, but it'd probably be closer to like. Minus one hundred and fifty, maybe maybe something lower. Um, mm-hmm. I I actually do like the Knicks to win the series. Uh, I'm not going to get involved in it though. I just I would rather play this one game by game. I don't have much in terms of um, anything specific. I've doubted uh, Jalen Brunson pretty much since the start of la- uh, of the season. I thought it wasn't gonna work out the way it has. It's been really good uh both for him and his teammates. So I will play these individual games, but probably not until I get a feel for the series and, and how how it's gonna match up. Um especially without Randall. I, I do think that Randall has his flaws but he he also does a lot of good for the Knicks. So
0: Yeah, I mean okay sometimes they just kind of fall back to one-on-one offense and Julius Randle can get them buckets in those cases and obviously right. you want when, those when you need it. Yeah, yeah, and you know, the NBA playoffs are usually about stars and I don't think I that's my biggest concern and it's obvious, but I don't know, most people are like, well, yeah, but you know, I've heard people say stuff like, well, Randall can actually hurt the Knicks, and just playing through Jalen Brunson is maybe um, a better option or might be a better move. And as a Knicks fan, I think that is absolutely moronic. Like, you should not yeah. be saying that out loud. That is not something that's true.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure I like that one very much, but um, I was just looking to see if Isaac Okoro, I know you mentioned, you know, stars, but this Isaac Okoro is a starter for the Cavs. He actually does a lot for them as well. Uh, his defense is pretty good. So I'm wondering if he's there. If he's there, Cleveland, especially to start, should jump out to an early lead if Randall comes back for, I mean, you were saying game game three. I don't know what uh, what his official thing is. Is that is that what they're saying, is game three is the earliest?
0: I read a headline today that he still hasn't uh, taken contact. He's done non-contact practice. So I think the best case scenario is they get him back when they're in New York. That's yeah, that's kind of my thing.
1: It's said he's still not taking contact today. So, yeah. um, did parts of practice. He's yeah. If he doesn't go, I mean, I don't know. That that's the other part. I don't want to put a a take it in on a future when I don't know when one of the biggest players in the game is going to be playing. So.
0: Yeah, I think they're leading scorer and rebounder.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah, so I'm going to just – I'll stay off of it until I I know lineups and and I will look for both of those guys. Okoro just for added defense on the Cavs and then uh, Randall obviously for making the Knicks a little more effective.
0: Yeah, well, the ringers said the Knicks don't really need Randall, so, you know, who's to say, Oh, well, there you go. (laughs) Dude, and their preseason top 100 players – they had, I think, Julius Randle, like, 75th, and they had Alex Caruso, um, 58th. And oh. It's just like, do you guys watch basketball? Do you see it? <laughs> like, you guys just
1: hate hate certain people. I mean, yeah, that's, like, that's what well, you're coming down to. Like,
0: I, you know, I have I live in L.A. I've been watching Alex Caruso, and I've been like, dude, this guy's pretty good for years. Yeah, he's fine. Let's chill. Like, let's yeah. chill, dude. Like, come on. I always got it's the weird, intangibles. You know.
1: Well the ringer and Simmons, I always liked his like uh trade value thing that he did. Yeah. And that's I know that's not the ranking that you're talking about here, but there's no way in hell anyone would ever trade Caruso for Julius Randle straight up.
0: Well, no, you couldn't with the cap stuff.
1: Well, yeah, I, I know right. what you mean. But even still yeah. if they had the same salary, no. I mean, Randall does more his his offensive effectiveness is Better, even with the flaws, than Caruso's defensive effect- effectiveness.
0: Yeah, but it, right. And money talks, bullshit walks. Like, there's a reason Julius Randle gets paid a lot more money to play basketball right. professionally than Alex Caruso. Right. He's better so, at it. That's, that's that's what it is. You know, yeah. don't overthink it. Um, right. Uh, all right. On to the West, right? I think that yep. covers the East. Uh, yeah. So, I'm sorry.
1: I was going to just say we already talked a little bit about. Timberwolves or Thunder versus Nuggets too so only three left
0: yeah I think the Timberwolves have a prayer and I think the Thunder get absolutely pimp smacked by the the Nuggets that's how I feel about it Um, I'm with you either way I would pick the Nuggets to advance but if that that Timberwolves price is plus 500 uh, maybe (laughs) (laughs) maybe um, all right, well, let's talk about the three... St- I I think the Cavs-Knicks is the best Eastern Conference series. These other three Western Conference series are awesome, intriguing. Oh, they could be awesome. They're very intriguing. First one, three-seed Sacramento Kings plus 225. <laughs> As the home team against the defending champion, 6-seed Golden State Warriors are on minus 290. Those numbers might have bounced around a little bit. Let me just let the cat out of the bag early. I am going to hammer the Kings in Game 1. Hammer them. Um, series price... I'm kind of a Warrior stand. One of my best friends out here is from the Bay Area originally. And I I've known him since before the Warriors started winning championships. And he can kind of like testify to this. I am locked in on that team. Like, he's a big UCLA guy. And I remember back in the day, this fool was like, let's trade we should trade Klay Thompson for Kevin Love. I was like, no way. Don't do not do that. And I was like, this dude, Draymond Green, second round pick. I'm telling you, he should be the starter. So that's how locked in I am on the Warriors. Made Like we said earlier, I made a bunch of money on them in the NBA Finals. Love this team. I don't believe they can just plug and play Andrew Wiggins. There's at least got to be rust knocked off there. That's why part of the reason why I like Golden, uh, the Sacramento so much in Game 1. I'm going to defer to my priors as far as the series and just go with because I think the Warriors are the second best team in the West behind the Clippers. At full strength Clippers, excuse me. I think the Warriors will end up winning this series some way somehow. I think it goes six or seven. I, I think it goes seven. I do. Um I love the Kings in this matchup and I'm definitely gonna take them game one. What what are your thoughts on the series, game, whatever?
1: Yeah, I think I think a lot of people are gonna be on the uh the Kings in game one. I I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but for some reason I feel like uh without looking this up, I feel like the Warriors generally lose game one or is that the lakers that i'm thinking of They usually like lose game one and then come back and win the re- win from there
0: i can't pull I that data on the fly
1: yeah i know uh lebron has had that in his career like he loses game one of series and then he'll like close out the rest it's something i've seen
0: it's the adjustment over over thing he, he likes to figure stuff out
1: right yeah and that's fine but Uh, I am with you. I think, you know, okay, first off, we've seen the Warriors on the road enough this season. You know how pumped up everybody for for Sacramento is going to be for this game. Uh, You're right about Wiggins coming in. There's just too many things that point to them losing. um, The Warriors, excuse me, losing this game. That makes me think that, like, yeah, the Kings are the right side in this one. and The Warriors are not going to be worried about losing game one. Like, they'll be fine. And the Kings probably are very worried, like, We don't want to lose any of our home games. If we have a shot to beat them, it's going to be in our own building. Um, I will only say this. I don't like any of the pricing on any of this stuff. I think the Warriors do win the series. They'd be my pick, but I don't like pricing for it. The only prop that I like though is you're probably gonna make fun of me for this. I would never (laughs) the series leader in total points. De'Aaron Fox, plus 300.
0: Why would I make funny about that?
1: Because it's in a series with Steph Curry.
0: Oh, yeah. He's good at basketball. That's fair.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I think that that's undervaluing Fox by about a dollar. Okay? If this was plus 200, I wouldn't even consider it. But Fox at plus 300, he is their best scorer. Any game that's close in the fourth quarter, Fox is going to score, and he's he's he was the best scorer in the NBA in fourth quarter this year.
0: Clutch time monster.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think this is one of those series that he's going to try and establish himself. I mean, how many you know national games have the Kings even had over the last like over Fox's career? Like ten. I mean, there yeah. weren't that many. Like so. I, I think there's a legitimate shot. Now, Curry obviously shoots threes, and that isn't something that Fox tends to do. But this offense is still going to have to go through him. He's still going to have to score 25, 30 points a game. Curry might not. I mean, Curry there might be some games where Curry is you know putting up 20 points and Klay Thompson gets 40. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like De'Aaron Fox at 3-1. to one. I think there's some decent value there. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I do think it's it's not priced right. So,
0: I don't hate it at all. Um, all right, I'll just put my cards on the table here and pretty much give my whole matchup analysis. I'll be brief about this, though. Um, Sacramento has a better shot profile. They have a better wide-open three-point attempt rate on both ends of the floor. Sacramento has two strength on weakness edges and free-throw attempt margin and ball security. Golden State is minus five free throw attempts per game. Golden State is twenty ninth in points off of turnovers allowed per game. They get clumsy with the ball. They don't get back on defense or are out of position because of shitty turnovers, and they make up fouls being or they foul too much being out of position. We know De'Aaron Fox can get to the free throw line at will, and Demontis Sabonis will just hit R two square right sometimes uh-huh. he just like put his head down and try to try to dunk the ball or or I guess just. Assert his will. Both teams like to get out in transition. Sacramento allows the fewest fast break points per game allowed. They can play transition defense. Warriors haven't played defense since last year in the finals. Like, let's be real. Like, love Wiggins, love Draymond Green. Their defensive ceiling, and I love Kevin Kevin Looney. Their defensive ceiling is top five. We haven't seen it in pretty much a calendar year. Um I also, this might be goofy, I think there is something to Mike Brown being a defensive assistant for six years there, or from 2016 to 2022. And for a team that gets clumsy with the ball and has enough leaks, I think a defensive coach like Mike Brown can can steal a few possessions from the Warriors, even though the Sacramento Kings defense is even worse than the Warriors. It doesn't have the ceiling, nor does it have, I think, the defensive rating that the Warriors do this year. Um, Sacramento covered all three meetings, albeit pretty sure there were losses, versus Golden State this season at full strength. Wiggins was available for these three games. Kings were 3-0 against the spread. If I were to bet any future in the first round, it would be Sacramento Kings plus one and a half games at plus 125 series spread. That's
1: where I'm at. Yeah, I, I I don't hate it at all. I mean, I, the only thing I'd say is, you know, if everybody's going to win one of these games, and this goes to your point, if if anybody is going to win a road game in this series, who do you think it's going to be? Hmm. Because I would say it's going to be the Warriors.
0: Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh, of course. I. 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 I I thought you were gonna go back to how bad the Warriors were on uh, on the road this year, which is a f- which would have been a fair point. But I just think like the experience. Eventually, these Warriors are gonna yeah. show up, and maybe I am gonna look like an idiot by thinking that. Event uh, uh, thinking that, but okay, we're on the same page then.
1: Yeah, so I mean, the Warriors are gonna you know they'll they'll probably win one of the road games. Maybe it's game seven though, and that's why I think your your plus one and a half games makes sense in this. So we'll see. I mean, it's going to be interesting because you're going to get a lot of, you know, these Kings players have never played in the playoffs before. So it should be, it should be interesting to see what happens. Mike Brown also, though, keep in mind, was a coach for the Warriors last year. So he knows all these like offensive schemes. So he should be able to prepare a defense. The only issue is his team doesn't play defense. So right, it, it, how much can that how much of him saying, Look, I know this is what they're gonna do, this is where you need to be will actually work in comparison to, you know, what he's got out there.
0: No, that's a fair point. That's why I was very careful with my words. I don't think he's going to coach him up to make to, to shut them down. I think he's gonna steal a few possessions and that be right. enough in, in in certain spots. Right. Um, all right, well, let's talk about the. Might be a little out of order here. I don't, eh, maybe not. Two seed Memphis Grizzlies are now minus one forty favorites against the seven seed Los Angeles Lakers. Um, I've won a bunch of different ways on this. I think the Grizzlies are going to win the series. I'm going to take the Grizzlies to win Game One. I'm going to lay the three and a half points, uh, partially based on something that you said. You know, uh, LeBron he likes to figure out what teams do and make adjustments throughout the series. You know, he doesn't care if they win game one. It's not a big thing for him. Right. Um, whereas the Grizzlies, you know, they're definitely going to want to beat the Lakers and, and, and hold home court in game one. Um. And I also just think everyone loves the Lakers right now. They're like the, 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 the hot team of like, well, you know, they have LeBron, they have, they have AD, they can, they're a tough out for anyone. Um And Memphis is down Steven Adams, understood. But if we're being real, the Lakers have gotten so fucking lucky since February. Like, I don't know the exact numbers, but they're, let's just say they're shooting roughly 200 more free throws than their opponents over that span. They're shooting, they're averaging seven more free throw attempts per game since February 1st, right? You look at how hard it was for them to beat the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Minnesota Timberwolves are down three rotation players, two starters and Nas Reed, who I love, right? Who I would argue if you if if they didn't have Rudy Gobert, they'd be even better off with Nas Reed in the starting lineup. That's how high I am on, on Nas Reed. Um and they still got lucky in terms of like Carl Anthony Towns getting into foul trouble. I just think there isn't enough like Lakers luck being priced into this, whereas like If we're being real about the Grizzlies, they've had a good year. It was weird how they got there, but they've been wire to wire, the two seed in the West, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. early the Pelicans were looking like the one seed. I think Grizzlies took it from them for a while, but then the Nuggets have been the one seed since essentially Christmas, and the Grizzlies have held their own, and it's been weird how they did it. There's no one in the Lakers that can stay in front of John Morant Absolutely no one. And both teams like to get out in transition. Lakers can't play any fast break defense. Um they get a little clumsy with the ball. You'll see LeBron do Luca like things or he'll make turnovers and just like kind of look around and not get back on defense, and those are gonna turn into pick sixes, dunks on the other end. I really like the Grizzlies in game one. I'm gonna stay away from the, the series price, but are you uh are you one of are you like my neighbors who are loving the, the Lakers?
1: I think they got a legitimate shot. Uh, and most of it actually has to do with Stephen Adams not being there. Um, Huge. That's that's really the only thing that I uh, am looking for. So, I don't know. I, I would say him not being there makes me, at the very least, consider being consider that the Lakers could win this series. Um, I don't know. The Grizzlies, they haven't been that great away from Memphis either. They should get the four games, you know, if they need them. But Lakers could take one on the road. They, they've they been playing better. I do agree. Like, you know, there's, some, there's still some question marks. For example, D'Angelo Russell was on the bench most of that game against the Timberwolves, and they had Dennis Schroeder playing, but Schroeder also rolled his ankle. Seems like he's fine, obviously. Um,
0: Dude, if if it's Schroeder versus John Morant, they're going to call the right. LAPD to crypto. Right, he's going yeah. to he, going to be crimes he's gonna committed. He's
1: going to kill him. He's, yeah. Yeah. He's kill him. And, and I can't imagine they're going to put West or Westbrook, um, Russell or uh, Schroeder on John Morant to play defense. Like, I'm guessing it's going to be somebody like I don't know Troy Brown or.
0: Aust- Austin Reeves, please. Yeah, Austin,
1: Austin Reeves. Get cooked too. I mean, you're right. There's nobody that's going to do it. And Rant can put up like 40 in each game, but he could put up 40 in each game and they could still lose. Uh, I don't really have a good feel for who's going to win this game. The series spread prices aren't really anything I want to get involved in. Um, I just would say I wouldn't be surprised if either of them won. So this is another one that I probably am just going to kind of sit back and bet game to game. Uh, Grizzlies should take the first one, I would think, uh, fairly easy. So that that minus three and a half looks pretty solid to me. And I would actually like them in the first quarter, maybe first half, like so full game. I, I think the Grizzlies will dominate game one. I don't think that should be much of an issue for them.
0: Um, in the last two years, my final thought, going back to John Moran here, Not maybe not my final thought, but another thought I had, Going back to John Morant here, we've seen a playoff gear out of him his last two years. Um, they made the playoffs the first time two years ago, right? 2020, 2021, excuse me. Um, well, yeah, two years, whatever. Um, he went from 19 points per game to 30 points per game in the first round. Last season, he went from 27 points per game to – Twenty um, 27.1, but he had a um, league-high 9.8 assists per game, and, and his rebounds went from 5.7 uh, to 8. All I'm saying here is that, like, John Morant plays better in the playoffs. Like, I I truly believe he will be the best player in the series. My biggest concern, like you said, is Steven Adams and the fact that Jaron Jackson commits dumb effing penalties or fouls all the time he'll try to strip Dennis Schroeder 70 feet from the basket get his third foul in the first half and it just be like dude you just cost your team like you just put your team in a serious hole that is my biggest concern otherwise like I've kind of talked myself into the Grizzlies maybe I'm just like I'm just around LA people and I want to fade these morons but you know
1: i no i mean it, the grizzlies should be the right side it it really just comes down to can you stop anthony davis who was probably likely to get injured lebron is old and some of these younger guys like do you really want to depend on them for winning with the lakers but you're also missing the the best center for the um the grizzlies i mean they they're bringing up kenneth lofton junior like that's going to be your answer for stopping the lakers
0: no, but who outside of Davis? Who's the big you're worried about for the Lakers?
1: I don't need to be worried about anybody other than Davis. To be honest with you, he's he's the only guy I am, and I'm not sure Tillman can keep up with him. Darren Jackson oh. will get in foul trouble. He
0: sure. could, he could, he could. Yeah. But there's also few players that you'd want defending Anthony Davis than Jaren Jackson. Fair.
1: that you know? and that, that. Yeah, you're right. Dylan Brooks. Being on LeBron will probably get into Brooks's or LeBron's head for half a game or something, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But I don't know. It'll, it should be an interesting series. Um, I don't, I guess I just don't trust or believe in either of the teams, which makes it even harder for me to get behind one of them. Yeah.
0: I think it is a small ball series. And if that's the case, it's just like, I think John Morant's just going to look like a superhero out there. <laughs> Good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh all right, well good stuff, good stuff. Uh the last playoff series we're here to talk about. The Phoenix Suns are minus 500. I updated this one a few minutes ago cuz I'm just fascinated by this. 4 seed Phoenix Suns minus Phoenix Suns minus 500 versus 5 seed Los Angeles Clippers who are plus 375. I think the most interesting storyline entering the NBA playoffs is the Phoenix Suns' odds. Their odds to win the West are plus 190. Their odds to win the title are plus 425. And again, they're minus 500 to win the series. I think it's absolutely outrageous. I don't get it. Um, this team has hardly played together. They're 8-0 and with Kevin Durant. None of those victories are impressive outside of maybe the Timberwolves because the Timberwolves were at full strength at that point, but I don't think that highly of the Timberwolves. They're being priced. The Phoenix Suns are being priced like they've done something, and they really haven't. They haven't. Kevin Durant did with the Warriors. Chris Paul always finds a way to get injured. Um, Kevin Durant's health is always a question mark. Even Devin Booker will miss games and, and, and in the playoffs. I think the I think I think the way that the Clippers got in the playoffs and the way they handled themselves in the regular season was frankly embarrassing, but it's perhaps giving us value in this number. Outside of the Kings, I would take the Clippers at plus three seventy five. But I'm just if they're going to give us give me seven in game one, like, I'll take it. I'll take it. Like I'm sorry, Ty is a better coach. I. Call me crazy, I think Kawhi Leonard's the best player on the floor. I think Russell Westbrook's physicality is going to possibly hurt Chris Paul. And I think DeAndre Ayton is kind of a bozo and is kind of whack. And I think at least Mason Plumlee and Zubac can, can cancel him out effectively. I don't know. I, I don't see how this could be this price. And the fact that every podcast, every NBA betting analyst that I hear is just going to, like, laugh. like, oh, the Suns are going to win. this. It's just a matter of when. It's like, uh, I, I don't know. I don't get it. Maybe, I don't know, be my foil here. Why, why are the Suns going to spank the Clippers?
1: So, I, I mean, I could make a case for it. Yeah. And my case for it would be the Suns, before they traded for Kevin Durant and they had Devin Booker and he wasn't injured, were a very good team. I mean, they were in, like, the top half of the Western Conference. They were playing good basketball. Booker gets injured, and then all of a sudden they just, like, fall apart, right? Because Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton aren't going to win a lot of games in the West. Now, I don't remember what the record was. I had it. I think it was, like, I could be completely wrong about this. So, you know, somebody wants to call me out on it, call me out. But I think it was something like 28-11 and or something before Booker was injured. They were well on their way to winning – another 55 games this season Um, and he got hurt and things changed so if you look at them at the beginning of the year and what they were even without Durant they were still a good team they were very good they were still that same kind of team that was winning and getting to the you know uh, getting to the playoffs each year competitive all that now you've gotten rid of all your depth but you've added Kevin Durant In the playoffs, you don't need depth as much. If you can always have either Kevin Durant or Devin Booker on the court at one time, you're always going to have somebody who can score, take over a game at any time. So that's the reason I would say I like it. I I like the Suns to win the series. But I also am not convinced they're going to do it. They're one ankle injury away from them falling apart again. I mean... After Booker was back and they had Durant, they were looking great. I don't think they lost the game when they first were playing together. And then Durant got injured and it was like the Suns fell apart again. So, I i mean, one injury, and this is true about any series, obviously, but one injury could really change everything. I gave out, as a play to my clients, Clippers plus two and a half games at minus 125. You and I had talked about this. Last time we had our podcast, actually, afterwards, Uh, because I was like, "That's this makes no sense." Like, it's now up to minus one forty. I still think it's a valid play. Um, I think this game goes or this series goes six games, and that's all you need it to go uh, for the for this to cash. Um, Clippers should win because of depth in one game, and then there should be maybe one game where. If Paul George comes back, him and Kawhi Leonard go nuts and they win a game for them. But this is more evenly matched than a minus 500 for the Suns, to your point. Like, it, it just, it doesn't make sense other than the books just saying, well, Paul George is out, the Clippers haven't been consistent all year, and they have Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, so we're going to go with them. Mm-hmm. But. The only thing I would mention that I I don't really agree with what you said is I don't think that Zubat and uh, Plumlee are going to be able to cancel out Aiton. I think Aiton can be very dominant in the series if they use him right. Uh, He is, to me, he has got better this season, um, and the Suns have used him a little bit more creatively, uh, especially in those games without Booker.
0: Which is something we've just disagreed upon upon the whole year, yeah. right?
1: So Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, so I mean to your point, the value is all in the Clippers on the money line for the series. Um I think the series spread. I don't like one and a half games as much because that means that the game that that the Clippers would either need to win or it need to be a seven game series. And I, I'm not convinced of that, but I do think that this this has to go six games plus it's the NBA. They're going to want those superstars to play as many games as possible. So to me, six games seems very reasonable for this one. And that, that Clippers game, it just, it makes too much sense to me.
0: Okay. Slight tangent, Um, same series though. Sure. Um, I am a Russell Westbrook apologist. If you listen to Colin Coward, you probably hate Russell Westbrook. I got a few buddies like that in my life. Um, I think Chris Paul is a better all-time point guard. I think I would rather have Chris Paul on my team. But why is it like, why is Chris Paul seems like a guaranteed in most people's mind to play a good series, whereas Westbrook is like, the Clippers need to avoid Westbrook screwing them. When like I do see a game where it's like, well, Kawhi is off a little bit. He's he's being weird, and Russell Westbrook just like goes nuts with, with with the Clippers bench one one game and has like a thirty point triple double. Because the other thing is, I have really no respect for Phoenix's backcourt defense. Like, campaign, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, they can all get it from 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 Norman Powell and Russell Westbrook. Frankly, and maybe I'm tripping, but that's how I feel, and it kind of goes back into the depth point about the Clippers, but. I don't know. Like I still look at as crazy it sounds. I look at Russell Westbrook as a Hall of Famer, and I think he's good. For, or he's gonna be. He's due for a couple good games in the series. So.
1: Yeah, I. I mean, I don't think that that's crazy at all. Um, out of curiosity, who do you think is going to be the top point scorer?
0: What's uh, I, I would have to go I, even Total money. Points. I would go Kevin Durant. You know, at at odds, I would take Kawhi Leonard. I think I'm about to write this. I think Kawhi Leonard is the best player in the series. I do.
1: So, so Leonard is actually the favorite for it. He's at plus 140. He's at plus 145, and then it's Durant at plus 180, and then Booker plus 210. I would think that the thought here is, well, Leonard's going to have to take more shots to kind of keep up with some of the superstars on the other side. Durant and Booker will split it. I don't. I don't know. I think you're guessing. At mm-hmm. this point Who it's going to be um,
0: I think I think my, those I think those prices are Tight yeah, I think they're good Yeah
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not advocating To take anybody My personal gut feeling Would be it's Booker Like I feel like He's probably the healthiest Out of all three of them um, Just because mm-hmm. I don't trust Leonard's health anymore uh, And Booker ha- Was absolutely torching Everyone In those first few games With Durant I mean, he was putting up like 40 points a game because he was getting so many wide open shots.
0: More to it. He's been phenomenal this year when yeah. he's played. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So plus 210, like, it's actually a reasonable bet to me. I'm not saying that it's, but it kind of like that, that, uh, De'Aaron Fox one. Like, I, I think there's a very realistic scenario where he, he leads this series in points. And at two to one, it's, it's not bad. I wouldn't, say it's great but uh he'd be my lean for that at least
0: yeah uh, how i'm gonna phrase it in a forthcoming post series preview posts like if i had an unlimited bankroll are some of the bets i would make
1: yeah you know frankly
0: I, I, i'm i'm going more game by game that's how i f- want to divvy up my somewhat limited basketball bankroll like i'm still hitting golf hard i'm still hitting baseball hard so like i'm just not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna go over to the eighth tab on DraftKings and find a right. bet. Like you know, I'm keeping it pretty, yeah. you know, pretty vanilla. Unfortunately, oh, um, I get
1: that for sure. Yeah, yeah,
0: but I think I think the West is fair. just super interesting. I can't wait to see these matchups. Um, my pick to make it out of the West, I'm just gonna kind of go to the Priors, dude. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go with the Clippers. You know, they got to the best. I am, yeah. I, I think it's a complete toss-up, you know. Um,
1: so then, then I got a question for you. Are you, are you going to put money on this series winner then at 370? Clippers over the Suns?
0: No, I took a little bit more on the Clippers and won the West at plus 1,900.
1: Okay, so you just took that outright instead of the individual series? Yeah. Okay.
0: And I don't have a gambling logic to it, unfortunately. I just was like, oh. man, I like that number. And
1: then, yeah no sometimes that's all it takes
0: you know and like yeah I prefer to like keep it fluid with the NBA series like that's you know that's a that's a future that I can just kind of have in my pocket and it's not like life changing money either which way whereas I'm not life changing but I am going to put like some bigger money bigger units on the games so that's kind of yeah. my thought process going ahead sure um alright dude um, I have the Clippers and the Bucks. If I have the Clippers making it to the NBA finals, that means I think probably Paul George will come back and that means I'm gonna pick them to win the NBA finals. Which I've done the last three years. And if you, you don't have to Google it, I can just tell you they have not won the title in the last three oh. years.
1: Oh no. Okay. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. Nah.
0: Even they even get to the finals, actually. Yeah. So. <laughs> Wait, it might be four. Yeah. Uh, oh wow. So, Man, uh, I don't know. I don't really think uh, there isn't a no for them to make the finals, So you can't really short Damn. me, but you can bet all the other teams. But yep. I do think it's going to be the Clippers, Bucks. Um, it's a toss up, but I'll just take the Clippers. These aren't bets that I'm I'm making. Well, excuse me. I do already have futures on the Clippers, so I'm not telling you to bet them. What do you think? What do you what do you think's gonna happen here? Oh, one other thing, Kawhi Leonard plus six thousand to win NBA Finals MVP. Like, hey, there you go. That's a f- all right. If if the Clippers are plus thirty five hundred to win the the finals, and they win the finals, who's most likely gonna win the? Oh MVP? yeah, it's gonna
1: be Kawhi. It's got to be Kawhi. Right. I mean, unless Paul George like does come back and he has an outstanding finals, then
0: right. And even then, you could still yeah, still you could taking your chances. Oh, yeah. f- fair enough. Yeah, so um, you
1: yeah going into that series, Leonard would be the favorite on the Clippers at least.
0: Yeah, and you would think like Paul George would probably be like what five to one, six to one to win probably. the NBA, NBA Finals yeah. MVP. So
1: depending on how well he played in the Western Conference Finals, I'm sure. But yeah,
0: so just because of the number, my two favorite f- futures would be the the, the Kings plus plus 1.5 games plus one twenty five and Kawhi Leonard to win NBA Finals MVP at plus six thousand because that's just a a fun one, chunky one to yeah. sweat out. Who, like do you, who do you got winning the finals? Are you there yet?
1: I'm not. If I had to pick anybody today, I would I would say the Bucks are going to win it. Yeah. But I do have some concerns about their injuries. Um, I haven't – like Grayson Allen isn't like the end-all be-all or something, but I want to know where his status is. I want to know um, what the kind of rotation is going to look like because they've been pretty limited with Middleton's minutes, and I know they're saving it for the playoffs, but – are they just going to unleash him and say, okay, go ahead and play 36 minutes each game now? Uh, you know, round one, they don't even need to worry about shit because I'm sure Giannis will just go out and destroy everybody anyways, like he always does in the first round. And then, second round, who are they going to get? The Cavs or the Knicks? Shouldn't be much of a competition, I would think, either way. So now you're really only going to have to face either the Celtics or the 76ers and I like the chances against both of those teams Um, like it a little less personally against uh, Philadelphia but the Bucks are there and I I think the West is such a wide open thing that like I couldn't even begin to tell you who I think is going to win I think literally anybody has a shot to to get out of the West except for whoever comes out of the eight seed
0: yeah, that's kind of part of the reason why I would take the the Clippers as like a bet because currently they are plus nineteen hundred to win the West, which is the the sixth best team. It's like, eh, I just kind of disagree with that price. Like the Clippers are plus nineteen hundred, the Lakers are plus six fifty. No, right. no, 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 right. no, no, like that's wrong. That's wrong. It's, I my my rationale is kind of that simple, you know, so. Um, It's more of just like a lean, but yeah, that's the NBA 23 or 2023 playoff betting primer hosted by yours truly featuring the great David Troy. David, (laughs) do you have any parting thoughts for these guys? I'm going to circle back Monday and just, I'm probably going to do a a mini podcast uh, every day for the playoffs, trying to. You know, come up with some bets, player props, you're more than welcome to come back, so I'm sure the audience will uh will hear you again. But do you have any like parting thoughts on the playoffs?
1: I mean, just because the season's winding down, don't don't like increase your bankroll like crazy either. I mean yeah. these are still just just because it's the last of it, and because in theory the games should be smarter with the players. Don't don't just go wild. That's that's the only thing I'd say.
0: I'm not going to listen to that out. advice, but okay.
1: Good. <laughs> well, yeah. You don't have to. You can do whatever the hell you want. But I just like to give those little nuggets out. I guess I to know, the
0: innocent maybe. bystanders, maybe take it easy. Don't go, don't stretch <laughs> yourself too thin. Maybe it's the dad
1: thin. in me. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> the dad in me trying to give out some gambling advice. I guess. Right. I don't know. Dad by yeah, David. No. There you go. That's me. <laughs>
0: All right, man. What else do we got? Anything? I think we're good to go here, right?
1: Yeah. All right.
0: I'll talk to you guys next week. Best of luck on the play in games. Best of luck to you, David. And again, just like we started, I'm going to end it with this. We are winning money in these goddamn playoffs. Let's go, baby. That's right.